Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, agency owners. As someone that's run Google Ads for my own business, as well as on behalf of my clients, I know how time-consuming it can be to constantly be monitoring and optimizing those ads. I've got good news for you. There's a new tool called Optio that monitors your accounts for statistically significant patterns and suggests improvements that can push live to Google Ads in just a few seconds. Improvements help you manage keywords, test ads, and optimize bids. Get your time back. Let the machines do the heavy lifting. Check out optio.com slash yougurus and get started with a six-week extended free trial. That's optio.com slash yougurus. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Estella Kuhn. She is the co-founder of Inspiral Limited Marketing and Sales Agency. She promotes some of the most inspiring truth speakers and change makers from around the globe, helping them to better reach, awaken their audiences, and amplify their message and impact around the world. Estella, welcome to the program. Hey, Brent. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. So Estella, paint us a quick picture of your agency today. Okay, so we are a small remote agency with about 15 people based all around the globe and working with a few really uh, carefully handpicked um, speakers, transformational speakers on the planet and supporting them to reach more people. We, we have a marketing arm as well as a sales arm and that's how we're having conversations and allowing more people to join their programs, retreats, like all sorts of things that they do. So you actually do done-for-you marketing services for these speakers and you do some sales? So we have a really specific funnel that we build for speakers. We usually follow up at the back of their events, the live events that they do for three, four, five hundred people. And then we have that funnel that comes to us and with our salespeople, we you know, have conversations and bring people towards to their retreats and other programs that they offer throughout the year. I, I just, I love it. I think since uh, you, you went through one of our programs many, many years ago, it sounds like your business has evolved quite a bit since then. And I just love to hear this, you know, it's, it's such a niche model, a niche audience, but also a niche model. Like you're not just doing the marketing or the website, but you're actually kind of taking that whole part of the business and, and helping them uh, with their business. So congrats on, on developing that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a really beautiful model. It's also based around giving. So it's 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 a really beautiful model that was developed by the partner, uh, by by my partner who who joined us in the agency, and it really uh, helps us to be not just a niche, but also to create the whole agency in a really simplified model. So we don't have so much going on. We are really specific about that only one thing that we do, but we do that really well, and also have amazing results. Like conversion rates are so good that you know everyone. It, it, it's a win-win for everyone basically. And I just love the message. I love, you know, the clients we have. I love the people that we work with. So it's a really beautiful model. One of the unique things about your business is you say that you're you're truly an international uh, business. And so you're currently based where? So the business itself is based in Hong Kong. And then we are based... I, I'm living this location-dependent lifestyle for many, many years, meaning that 
you know, having multiple homes, traveling the world all the time. So currently we are, most of the year we are based in Bali, Indonesia. And then we have most of our clients in Australia. We also have a few people in the US. And then we spend usually the summer times in Europe. And then the team as well are based globally. Many of them are uh, traveling. Uh, many of them are digital nomads or you know, they have moving around and having different bases. Some of them in Bali, some in Australia. Uh, we have a few people in the Philippines. We have a few people in Europe. And right now in the US, we don't have anyone, but we used to. That is so cool. I think a lot of our listeners right now are thinking to themselves, why is my agency not based in Bali? How is that possible? <laughs> I, I always following your your Facebook pictures and stuff. It's always like you know what you, you you are you know people use a lot of stock photography sometimes of like oh you can be free or work here or whatever right. But I think for most people the reality is not that. But for you the reality actually is that you are very location independent and uh, and so um, yeah let, let's talk a little bit about how that works. I mean is that something that you kind of started to do uh, kind of accidentally or uh, how, how intentional was that for you to create your business around that model? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, I always traveled and I always loved traveling. I left my country age of 18. So that was the lifestyle that I you know, embraced. And I always looked for a career that can support it. So I, I tried all sorts of things. First, I was an anthropologist. I, I tried documentary filmmaking. So I tried different things, but nothing gave me the freedom that I wanted. And then I think it was around 2008 when I uh, started to look into online businesses. And I was like, wow, I was amazed by the opportunity that what online businesses can create. Like um, I'm really a big you know, promoter of social change and creating positive impact on the planet. And I was like, wow, online, we can do so much. We can you know, connect so many different people. We can create networks. We can do all sorts of things. So that's how my interest kind of started. And then soon enough, I realized that if I'm building an online business or I have my business online that I can be location dependent and pretty much I can live anywhere in the world because, you know, my, my, my uh, business on my computer. So it was 2010. First I became a freelancer and I just, you know, had a um, handful clients. I was um, doing all sorts of design work and development work for them and just traveled. I traveled in Peru and, you know, Spain and all sorts of places and had a really unique lifestyle, but also it was kind of like a weird thing that time because no one was really doing it. And 2014, I already started to meet other, you know, people who are living this lifestyle and it became a more normal. I don't know how many of you guys heard about the term digital nomads, but now it's a more kind of like, uh, you know, trendy thing. So now you have millions of people who actually live this lifestyle. You have co-working places, you have co-living places, you have like so many infrastructure that supports people to travel and to still have like a, you know, like a really comfortable space where they can work like really professional, like Skype rooms, meetings rooms, like all that. So now it become a much more, you know, accepted thing and it's much more easy as well. And for me to, to base the, the business with this lifestyle was always like it must do. Like that was one of the main thing. Like I only want to build a business that I can be, you know, location dependent with because otherwise I just, uh, I, I can't be stuck in a place for too long. So, so that was definitely the case. And when I joined with you guys, you gurus, and that was amazing. Like I got so much value and content and everything from the program. And my constant struggle was that how can I pair this with, you know, 
the way that how I work or the way that how I travel. And remote teams like already started to be a, kind of like a bus term that time, but it was still really small. So I connected with a few different agency owners and Singapore and some other places who were running remote teams and who already built their company that way. So I was learning a little bit about, you know, what's the different way that you structure your team? What's the different way that you kind of, you know, do the workflow and, and all that. So, and it was an experimentation. It was definitely a lot of learning in the go and, you know, lots of challenges as well. But it's definitely worthwhile. And, 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 and for me, business and lifestyle, it just goes hand in hand. Like I can't do business if I'm not, you know, enjoying my life and, you know, I can't really enjoy my life if I don't have something to do. So it's like a perfect combination. I'd like to dig into the remote teams topic a little bit because there's probably most of our listeners are doing remote teams at some level. could be a contractor in their business that's just providing some additional support. It could be their entire team or maybe they're currently not doing remote teams and maybe they're thinking about it. I feel like you've, uh, you, you've been working on this problem, at least for your own business, for uh, many, many years. So what are some of those pitfalls that you maybe uh, had to learn the hard way? Hmm, okay, so good question. Well, the, the biggest challenge is, I guess, to build the team culture remotely because many of the people maybe never met each other. And to kind of, for me, it's really important that in our company, like we all have a really, you know, personal relationship. So it's not just work, but we also care for each other. It's really important, especially because the whole company is based on, you know, supporting transformational speakers and their message, like for our team to, to be on the same page and to kind of like evolve with that message and to be up to date and really embrace it is so important. So to create the culture around it that that we can you know sustain and people feel comfortable with, like that's definitely one big thing. And I think that it it was going good from the beginning, but you can always learn some more things and tricks that how you can bring people more together, how you can create stronger bonds, stronger relationships. And then so team culture was definitely a big one. And then maybe another one is time zones and workflow. So I definitely had in the past, lots of challenge around just having teams and people in different places and also clients in different places. So it was just so much going on. And sometimes it was a bit out of hand and I was working so long hours, you know, doing 10, 12 hours being in Europe and then trying to take care of like, you know, Australia and then also in the US. It was just crazy and, and, and I couldn't really enjoy my life. So we had to draw a line and we actually redesigned the whole agency. And then now we have a really different way that how we operate. And it's a much more like flexible, flexible style. We do everything in a, in a weekly basis. So we don't even, you know, try to get everything into one day, but what's important that what's available for the whole week. And then whoever is doing it in the different time zones that doesn't, you know, create tension because we have much more time to kind of stretch. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I have to say that. Some of the client work we were doing, I think, one and a half year ago, and I was working flat out like 10, 12 hours a day. And then now we do, sometimes I do two, three hours a day and everything runs perfect. And so I freed up so much time in the company for myself, but also for the team that now we have more time to kind of, you know, innovate, to bring in some better systems and things like that. 
So that's like, for me, that was probably the biggest thing. I've really struggled with long hours and stress. Like I just, I, I couldn't live with it. So that was definitely the biggest breakthrough. And um, I'm so grateful because yeah, it just created like a whole new level to what's possible and where we can go. That's fascinating. Just switching the mindset from, I don't know if it's necessarily deadlines, but uh, you know, focusing on from, from what are you, what work you can get done today versus, you know, let's, aim to get this work completed by this week that uh, having people in different time zones or flexible work hours that that kind of lines up that together that can kind of all mash together over the course of a week and make it work. But if you're trying to get feedback from people immediately, like this is the, you know, this needs to get done today kind of thing. uh, I can see how that could be problematic if you're on two completely different time zones. I mean, when there's like maybe no overlap or very little overlap, uh, I think that's where people can get into trouble very, very fast. So that's an interesting insight that you were able to pull from that that lesson. Yeah, it's actually super interesting. And I, I just share with you that for me, the biggest kind of like realization was that we were on Slack. I was actually running two different companies. So I was on two Slack and I had just so much stuff like every day that like, I just couldn't open it. I, like that was one morning. I was like, oh my God, I just don't even want to open Slack because I just know what I'm going to be bombarded with. And then we drew that line and we actually like re, you know, we restarted the company. Like we, yeah, we basically restarted everything. And one of the things like, yeah, I didn't mention that, that in the previous iteration, we had quite a few full-time people. We had about six people full-time or part-time. And then we had you know, the sales team were more commission-based. And when we restarted the company, then we we didn't take anyone on full-time. We only taken contractors on really specific, you know, tasks. And then the sales team is on commission. So basically taking out that pressure that we need to give work to someone, like that was the main thing that I realized afterwards because Sometimes we didn't even have what to do, but we were just filling up our time and energy just to give, just to do work for people. And then once that was gone, then I was like, wow. So we now like, and we have contractors, let's say, you know, we purchase like 40 hours with them or 80 hours with them. And then they come in and then they do the things that's actually important and they use up the hours as we go. So that was really a game changer because then I understood like, wow, we actually don't need that much time. Like the projects that we used to have six people on and it was like one week delivery. Suddenly we have, you know, three contractors who come in. Each of them does maybe five, six hours throughout the week and it's no norms. And all the conversations, all the back and forth, the meetings, like all that stuff was just suddenly gone from the business. So I really feel that probably like 80% of of the noise was gone. And then we left with the 20%, which is actually valuable and, you know, which is creating value, which is creating the funnels, which is creating the conversations, but it's so much more easy. So that was like a really, really big one. You say you use this phrase, we restarted everything, kind of rebooted your, so this this wasn't a different company. You just kind of said, Hey, we're going to do things differently. Were, were these different people that were coming to work for you or were they the same? And you just kind of re-established the relationship of how it's going to work moving forward? Yeah. So it's basically my partner, like he was running with one uh, organization for the past six years. And then I joined into that. And that's where we had lots of you know stress. Like that's where we stopped built up. And basically we closed that down, became a poverty spiral 
and we brought over only the you know the valuable things like the things that what we're gonna go forward with and then we rebuilt the team we you know we restarted pretty much everything so we had a two months gap in between oh wow that was uh was that like a freeing thing in the moment or was that kind of a oh my gosh if we're gonna figure this out is this gonna actually work out for us yeah, like I would say that with everything, when you have like a big change, then there is a bit of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But I just believe and like I had that experience throughout my whole life that every time that I, you know, I, I step out something from that doesn't work, like it was just basically, I knew that if I have to run with that, you know, level of stress, I'm going to burn myself out in the next year. So, you know, at one point I, I will have to stop and it's maybe my health or whatever it may be. So when I leave something that I really know that is just not going to serve me anymore, it just, it just, you know, it can't. Then I know that when you leave space for the new, then that's going to be so much better because we get clarity. We, we really, you know, retune of what's important and that's just part of evolution. So I think in any business like that is the cycle of evolution where you realize like what are the things that are super valuable you want to keep you want to take forward and what are the things that's maybe just weighing everything down and it becomes like you know it's just almost like too much to bear mm. hey what's up podcast listeners are you a web agency or freelance web designer that's trying to add recurring revenue profits by offering your clients seo services well i've got good news for you there's a new service that is basically the design pickle for white label seo their team hooks you up with unlimited SEO tasks for one monthly fee. You got to check them out at seobrothers.co forward slash you gurus. They're giving our listeners 50% off their first month and an awesome money back guarantee. That's seobrothers.co forward slash you gurus. All right, let's get back to our interview. I was talking with somebody today in one of our groups in our program, and this question came up around remote workers and knowing whether or not they're working. Uh, I think that a lot of agency owners that have a physical space with people coming into the office and working, whether that's writing code or doing designs or, you know, doing marketing, building funnels, there's almost this, uh, and I, I know I, w- I used to be there too, where I would kind of feel like, man, if I can't see people working, how do I know if they're working? So I know some things that we've done, but I definitely want to get your take on this. But basically, it came down to kind of how do you know if people are actually, you know, doing what they say they're going to be doing, right? How do you how do you hold people accountable, or how do you how do you know if they're getting the job done if you can't see them physically working? Which obviously, in your model, with different time zones and different, uh, you know, I mean, you're not even in the same locations, let alone time zone. Uh, you're probably not actually seeing very many people do the work. You're just kind of seeing what they end up producing. But how do you manage that? How do you make sure that the people that you have on your team are the right fit and that they are? are doing what they say they're going to be doing with being such a remote focused company? Yeah, that's a great question. And we have a really interesting company policy. So that's probably something really unusual. Like we, we encourage people to work less and, and for us, it's, it's not about the hours that they put in for, for us, it's only the result. So if someone can, you know, like for, for us, it's like, I know what needs to be built. I know it's about how much time it takes. And if it's done properly, then I'm happy for that person just to do like five hours. Like I don't want people to sit and to, you know, be in the office or to keep working just for the sake of working. I want them to produce their best in the smallest amount of time possible and then take time out, go out, run, 
do yoga, you know, just do something that actually energizes them and keeps them in a good state. Because that's where when, when they actually work, they are so much more productive. They're happy, they enjoy what they do. And it, 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 it creates a much better environment and how we can measure like, you know, what they, and actually uh, I'm, I'm really trustful. Like I have, everything is just going on a, you know, a, a sheet uh, where people measure their hours and things. But for me, it's about the results. So I can see, you know, end of the month, like that kind of uh, work, like approximately what does it take? And then you, you see that if someone's out of the line, if someone's, you know, logging more hours or something, you're going to spot it. And, and after a while, it's just not going to work and you can call them on it or you can, you know, replace them or, but, but it just, it works when, when I, when I give that trust to people, because they actually know that, you know, this is what I'm doing. That's how much it's going to take. And sometimes it's an hour more, sometimes they are two or three less, but it's, on average, it's a really predictable thing. I can go back and look at the whole year and I know that how much time our developer takes up. I know how much time the finance people take up. And then if that changes, so if you have more projects come in or, you know, then, then that may weigh you, but it's going to be really easily to, to see on a, on a bigger scale than how that played out. And those small fluctuations doesn't really make a big difference. Like I'm not really big on if someone's logging, you know, half an hour more, then I'm not, like if they do a good job and it's really, really amazing, then for me that half an hour is not a, it's not an issue or not. That's not what I'm kind of about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting to say that, you know, you're, you're looking for people that are spending too much time on something and, and maybe identifying, using that as a, as a, a sensor, if you will, to, to figure out, is there something off here? Maybe this person doesn't actually yeah. know how to do this job. Can we help them with that? Or are they maybe the wrong fit for this type of job? Yeah, exactly. And I would go one more step further because when I see that, you know, too much time is spent on certain things, then usually I go in and I look at like what, you know, how can we create a better system? What are the softwares you've been using? You know, why is it taking up so much? And, and, and honestly, like all the production that what we, we used to have Trello boards with like, I, I, I don't know, but like probably like 50 or 60 or 70 tasks for one rollout. And we had, you know, two developers, I don't know how many people on and, and, and it was a big job. It was like one week or like two weeks to, to, to have it done. And the same project, like I'm just constantly, I went back and I was like evaluating. So is this task really important? How can they put them together? How can they create it more simple? And then I came down to a Trello board where we can actually, it's like five cards, the same funnel. It can be on five cards. One developer can do it in about four or five hours. And it's just like really going in every time and asking like, is it necessary? How can we simplify that? How can we teach the team better? How can we create maybe a better you know, uh, thing that we bring in here. So it's, 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 I, I like watching the time for the team, but not for the sake of if they're working or not, but then I'm learning about the company through them. And, and that's how I can, you know, create better system or efficiency and just simplify things. And, and I love that the, uh, cause I, cause I think, you know, the question of, are they, you know, how do we tell if they're working? I mean, I, I don't think it's the right question to be asking. And, and I think you're, mindset around results is is perfect and also around if you are going to be looking at timesheets or 
you know, whether you're using that for estimating and, and, and informing your work better or what I, what I think is so cool about your message is uh, how do we actually encourage our people to work less? So, you know, I know timesheets and logging time is kind of a pain in, in, in the butt, but if you can use that information as the leader in your business to go back to your team and say, I'd like to make this job easier for you. I'd like to make it simpler. And maybe we could even have you spend less time on this job so that you can then go do something fun like a yoga class instead of be at the office until, you know, 9 p.m. at night or whatever, which I think is just such a different, it's just, a, it's a breath of fresh air still in terms of how you view your people and your team's culture. And I would, I would, uh, probably make the, the statement that I'm, I'm sure by doing this, you're, you're either keeping your people or you're attracting uh, great talent through this process. Yes. It's, it's quite amazing. We have amazing people coming to wanting to work with us. Like sometimes it's a bit even like overwhelming. So we are, yeah, like we, we, we want to keep this agency like quite like a, you know, small and uh, compact. We have another business as well. And there we have more people coming in, but yeah, just amazing people finding us. And, and, and that creates a, a, a beautiful team culture as well, because usually the people who are finding us are also the people who are pre-aligned to the message that we do. And, and they are highly trained and highly skilled. Many people here in, for example, in Bali or you know, all around the world, traveling, digital nomads, those are really trained people, really skilled people, work for huge companies, have amazing talents. But for them, it's just more important to have a lifestyle and to do business. So we actually have amazing people who come in or even on a consultancy basis and add amazing value uh, because, you know, they love what they do and, 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 and they also agree with this lifestyle. So that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely a really, really big one. Where do you, speaking of, I mean, it sounds like you have people that come to you to work for your agency, but uh, where where are you recruiting from? Are there specific websites or marketplaces that have proved effective for you? Or is it just people that you're meeting through these digital nomad communities? Yeah, so I think in the in the beginning, we had like a few you know, contractors from um, different places. But honestly, right now we have such a big talent pool around us that we don't need to recruit anyone. We were looking for a really specific uh, finance uh, person uh, two months ago. And then I just, I, I did a post in one of the groups and this lady came in who was working for some huge firms in London doing uh finance, accounting, all that. And she left and became a yoga teacher. And she doesn't, she just, you know, shifted her lifestyle, has all these skills, but she didn't want to work for big companies. So she was like, wow, like what you guys do is amazing. I would love to join a small organization. So she's come, come with us now for, you know, five, like 10, 10 hours a week. So she's going to be, and, and she's an amazing talent. So for example, she just came through a post that I put out and I said, you know, this is who we are. That's what we, we are up for. And if it resonates with someone, then please come back. And we had, I think like 20 applications and it was so difficult to choose. We, we, we took almost a month to, you know, to choose that three person that we were interviewing because there's so good applications. Like people were amazing. And even with her, we had two or three people that was equally really, really good. The reason we chosen her because her values are also very aligned to what we do and the type of plans we have. So that was the reason. But yeah, it's just really great people out there who are looking for jobs and they're working remotely, but they have great skills and great talents. I'd like to uh, spend maybe an 
the last kind of couple minutes talking about your niche and how you came to find the the market that you focus on. You mentioned transformational speakers, people that are getting up and giving uh, stage presentations and then having some kind of lead capture system that you're then able to help them, you know, convert and monetize that uh, awareness or their programs and, and products into into to revenue uh, for them. Uh, that is very specific, uh, which is great. I love I love that it's specific and that you are very focused on it and it's about getting those results because I think that's some it, that's part of I think how you make what you do work, the remote thing, the results focused thing, uh, you're not just providing broad services to anybody that wants to come by and get them. You have these proven systems and things like that. Uh, how did you come across that niche? Yeah, so when I started in Sparrow, I had a really specific focus on, I wanted to be working with, I, I wasn't specific on transformational speakers, like I knew I want to be supporting organizations that's doing good on the planet. And for a good, and when I was going through you gurus, and then right after like another year, I had lots of stuff around like who I'm actually serving, like I was definitely processing like, like that whole information on like how to, you know, find a niche. And then when I came together with uh, my partner, he's been running, he's been promoting speakers in Australia and in different parts of the world for the past 15 years. So he had like really specific, you know, relationship to speakers. And I love that. Like, I really like the people that he supported, but he usually supported like one person at a time. And that's how we, we came together in Inspiral. And then now we're looking at ways that how we are supporting more speakers. And for us, the most important about this whole industry is that, that there is not enough, like, I, I really feel that there is so much that we can evolve as human beings. And I really love people who are, you know, helping people with their health issues, with their relationships, with, you know, with their businesses, with different things that really helps people to evolve, have a better life, have more health, have more happiness. And it just really feels something that we're actually making a difference on the planet. And for me, that's really important. Like whatever I'm doing, I feel that I want to be making a positive change on the planet. And, and it feels that you know, the, through the speakers, we have large audiences we can reach. We can have amazing impact on people because when we build a funnel and we have someone, you know, sign up and we have a conversation, like we, our team are also coaches and they are really specific about the sales conversation. It's not just a sales conversation, but it's a, like, it's a transformational conversation. We call it a transformational sales. And we know that we impact those people's lives. So if we are, can get on phones with like, you know, thousands of people throughout the year, then we're making a huge difference on the planet. And for me, that's really, really inspiring. Well, it's inspiring to me as well, and uh, it's it's been really cool to get uh, an update on what you've been up to in your business. I think the last time we were hanging out and talking uh, was probably in our Austin event in 2015. I think we uh, we had a really good time, but uh, that was that was it, yes. it's been a few years since then. So it's cool to get an update and uh, and see how things have progressed for you, Estella. Uh, this has been a fascinating conversation around around focus, around uh, remote teams, the uh, independent and, and, and virtual-based agency. I think you're doing amazing work here. You're obviously impacting uh, thousands and thousands of lives, and uh, and I think you've really achieved some, some major uh, freedom in your agency, which is really cool. Are you ready for our lightning round? Yes, sure. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? follow my my inner guidance or my inner flow 
What is a personal habit that has contributed most to your success? Seeing old patterns and breaking free from them. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? I'm actually using really little tools. So maybe use less tools. <laughs> well, you guys do remote work. So what's, uh, what's a few tools that you use to make that happen? It's actually like, I, I really, like, I, I did a big thing on just getting rid of like most of it. And we have Slack, Google, Trello sometimes, and Zoom. They pretty much like run everything on that. And then of course, like you have the, you know, click funnels and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's really, really uh, simple. Love it. What book would you recommend and why? What book I recommend? I uh, would recommend... I would recommend Celestine Prophecy because it just uh, came into a conversation two days ago and I read it 15 years ago and yeah, I just found it really synchronistic. Very cool. And how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, so we have the agencies Inspiro.in and we also run festivals, freedomxfest.com where we are creating basically many entrepreneurs, location dependent entrepreneurs coming together throughout the year. And we run lots of workshops, programs. It's a pretty big festival. Very cool. Well, we will link out to your agency as well as the, uh, you said Freedom Express or Freedom, what was the name of that? So it's Freedom Express. Oh, Express. Got it. Cool. So we will link out to that uh, as well on the show notes. So if you guys are on the road or on a run or like me on your bike and you're wanting to follow up with more information about uh, Estella and her agency and the great work that she's doing in the location independent space, then we'll link out to all that good stuff at our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's yougurus.com forward slash podcast, or just go to our website, click on the podcast link and Estella's episode will be right up there in the front. If you're listening to this, the week we publish. Estella, this has been a fantastic interview, inspiring conversation, and uh, and I hope you have a, an amazing rest of 2019. I think there's big things in store for you, and uh, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Brandon. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. Very nice. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 